Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 25 of the Lessons Learned podcast. As I was sitting down to record today, I thought, you know, I should write out an outline and figure out what are the things I want to teach today, what might it be in everyone's, you know, vibe to learn today. But then I just realized I just want to talk. And I have been doing daily lives since Mitch and I went into self-isolation last week. And these daily lives have been filled with the things that are top of mind for me on a daily. Before I get into the things that I've already learned in the last five days in self-isolation, I just want to talk about how I feel like there's, it's so wild how so many happenings in our lives can just make us feel like we're built for something. And the reason that on Lessons Learned, we focus on talking about stories of resilience and rising is because I have been through so many hard things in my 20s throughout my life that have given me this thick skin, this armor, this this part of me that is wired to do hard things. And when I say armor, when I say thick skin, it's not that I am invulnerable or that I don't let people in or that I have hardened myself to the world. Rather, my armor or my thick skin are what are enabling me to be both strong and soft right now, are the things that have taught me how to show up and be pragmatic, proactive, and effective, while also being soft, gentle, graceful with my emotions as they come up. Because for me, resilience means being able to show up for the hard stuff, do the things like prepare the community around me, help the people around me who need it um, right now, take care of myself right now, prepare our family right now in terms of groceries, logistics, all the things that we would need to do, and then still show up for the hard parts of the emotional toll that this is taking, not just for me, but the people around me. And that's what resilience means to me. It means showing up for what's hard, doing the logistical things that need to be done, and maintaining a softness and a gentleness and a gracefulness with myself and those around me when it comes to the emotional toll and impact of what's happening. Being soft yet strong. Oh my God. And it's so wild. Um, my name's Gomaljeet. It's my full name. And it means gentle victory. And I don't know why I'm getting emotional just saying this, but 
it's my essence. It's a strength and rooting and anchoring while allowing space for vulnerability, softness, grace, compassion. It's why I like to hold space around the hard things because I know we can all come through it gracefully with strength, power, and being stronger people on the other side of whatever is in front of us. And we are all going through a collective trauma right now. We are all coming through something so hard right now as a society. And our collective resilience, our community resilience, is built on our individual resilience. And so this is an opportunity for you to look at the parts of yourself that are screaming at you, that make you feel so vulnerable, so raw, so in so in the questioning of whether you're going to make it through this, really look at those doubts, those fears, those comparisons head on right now. Because I promise you, you are built for this. You are built for everything that is happening right now, for the, for the vulnerability, for the pain, for the hardship. You were made for this. And we are going to come through this together. It's rare that we get to share our traumas at such a mass scale. It's rare that we get to know that our anxiety is not alone, is not isolated. Our depression is not isolated and alone. In fact, we are all feeling it together. That is the power of this moment. It's begging us to be honest, raw, true, and real with one another. And it's begging us to look at how can we live and lead differently? How can we lean on empathy right now? How can we be more courageous, thoughtful, and compassionate to everyone around us, whether it's our family, our employees, strangers we don't even know, the most vulnerable in society? How can we flex compassion right now? That is what this moment is begging of us. How can we be compassionate to Mother Nature? How can we be compassionate to our parents? How can we be compassionate to ourselves? That's what we're being asked to navigate right now. Wow. I'm still reeling, as I'm sure many of us are, in the truth and the reality of what we're facing right now. This is an unprecedented time. We are having a financial crisis simultaneously with a pandemic. Many of us are working from home. Many of us are financially vulnerable. Many of us are single parents who are taking care of our children who are home from school now. Many of us have elderly or immunocompromised people in our families that we are so desperately worried about. Many of us are all of the above all at once. So I ask you, how can you give yourself grace in this moment? Your circumstances are so difficult and so hard right now, but how can you give yourself grace in this moment? Where can you become gentle with your experience? Where can you give yourself a pat on the, on the back for how you've shown up, what you've done, what you've figured out, how much you've navigated until this moment? How can you give yourself grace right now?
for those of you who are journalers, pull out your journal, pull out your phone, record a voice note, just reminding yourself of all you've come through and all you are proud of yourself for having survived, navigated, overcome. Because it is at our moments of greatest vulnerability. It is at the moments where we don't believe in ourselves, where the world is crumbling around us, that we must remember how capable, confident, and powerful we are. We must remind ourselves of all that we have come through prior to now. That is the foundation for building up your confidence in this part of your life, for building up your confidence in the new routine you're going to have to navigate, for building up your confidence within chaos and uncertainty. So how do we build up our confidence in a time like this? If you are, have listened to past episodes, if you follow me online, you know what I'm about to say. Competence leads to confidence. Right now, for us to feel confident in what we're facing, what's ahead, our new work from home routines, our new childcare uh, situations, our new ways of navigating economic crisis, our new ways of figuring out how to get groceries to those, those we love without compromising them. The way to do this is through being organized, scheduling, and with time and repetition. It's not sexy. Competence leads to confidence. Competence is built up by repetition over time, by being organized, by scheduling, and by repeating the same actions over and over again, getting the research that you need, learning the skills that you don't have right now, and building up your confidence in that space. An example I have for you that I've shared in the past, part of, is that the day before the Michelle Obama interview, Mitch and I lost about 40% of our net worth. Crazy. 40% of how much wealth we had access to that we could have to our name was gone instantly. So since October to now, I have had to go through a boot camp, a wild and crazy boot camp about my own fears around money, my own financial literacy, my understanding of taxes, my understanding of various financial instruments, my understanding that all the money that I've made to this point isn't all the money I'm going to make in my life. I had to rework and rewire my relationship to my own wealth and what money meant to me in my life as a brown first-generation woman who has financial independence. I had to do so much hard work and build up my competence so that I could have more confidence so that when a financial crisis like this hit, I didn't feel as vulnerable. And not because I wasn't over-leveraged or because I didn't have mass exposure on the market. No, all those things are still true. But I felt less compromised and I felt more confident because I had looked at the emotional underbelly of my relationship to money and to all the things that destroyed me in the months prior, that brought me to my knees, that humbled me, that left me in a puddle on the floor thinking I was worthless and a piece of shit. I had to do that hard work so that when markets fell last week, I could look at that number and not because 
I could afford it or because I was going to be fine because it was all gone or so much of it was gone. No, it was because I knew I could trust myself to figure out the next right steps. People have come back from the most unimaginable hardships in life and come back to steady ground. And that's what we have to remind ourselves of right now. Look at all you've come back from. Remember everything you've risen from, everything you've picked yourself back up from. Now is your moment to remember that and use that as your reminder of your competence so that you can find your confidence that you are going to figure this out. You are going to be well through this and you're going to come out the other side of this global pandemic, this self-isolation, an even stronger, more enhanced version of yourself. And that doesn't mean that you're going to come out of this with your memoir and all the things that you wish you could be productive around. No, this is about the inner work. This is about the rest you're going to give yourself. This is about the support you're going to get for yourself, for your mental health. This is about navigating and figuring out the next right steps for your financial future. This is about knowing that literally, when you make it through this, you will have made it through one of the hardest global recessions, pandemics in our history as a people. That might be an overstatement, but for us right now, it feels like that in our lifetime. That's what we are proving to ourselves. That's what we are doing for ourselves. And that is what we get to be proud of navigating. So how do we build our confidence in this time? We build our competence. And part of building competence, like I shared, is being organized and scheduling. Yesterday, I had a bad mental health day. I talked about it on my live. And just for those of you who might not know, I'm going live every day on Instagram now at 8.30 p.m. every night to share space, talk for us to navigate this together. I just knew we can't, con- we can't convene together in person, but we can convene online. And that's a space I want to hold for all of us. So yesterday, I just felt out of sorts. And it kind of snowballed from Saturday night. So partway through Saturday, and like I have been very encouraged during this time about like the things I can create. I was part of that initial bandwagon that was like, we're going into self-isolation. I'm really good at working from home. Our tour is postponed, which this might be the first for our podcast listeners who are hearing that, but we were going to go on our spring tour, eight events, six cities, interviewing thought leaders from around the world, and it was going to be phenomenal. But of course, we've had to postpone it. So it's likely going to be late in the fall or early 2021. So now that the tour is delayed, I was like, I have so much time to be creative and create amazing things. I was so in it for Thursday, Friday, part of Saturday. I even had this brilliant idea on Saturday night to do virtual karaoke. I had It's Vivian K. I had Jam Gamble. I had... Um, my friends Rosella and Kath, I had our friend Jenny, um, all live with me on Instagram. And we jammed and we karaoke and we talked about social isolation and we shared the hard things and then we laughed and danced and it was amazing. And I decided it was a good idea to stay up till four that night, editing that video so that I could share it with all of you the next day. And then I woke up Sunday morning to an email from Walmart that said that our grocery store pickup order because we're on social isolation we can't leave the house we had a 
um, Mitch's stepdad, who he was going to go pick up the groceries for us. I got an email first thing Sunday morning saying your order has been canceled. And what it initially said was that some items were canceled. So I thought the rest of the order was coming. So Paul went to the grocery store. There was no order for us. And we did our inventory of our house. We knew we had a good amount of non-perishable items that could last us for about 10 days, if not a little bit more. But we were out of fresh food. And so me being mama hen of the house, I was like, we got to figure this out. We got to find the food. We got to make all this happen. So I rolled out of bed and straight into crisis mode. And that was like, not really a crisis if we're looking at what is happening in the world right now. But for my world in my little pocket of the world, it was stressful Sunday morning. And there was moments throughout the day where I was just like, you've made no space for yourself in the last 48 hours. You've been working, you've been creating, you've been having to pivot with the business with different parts of it. You're not taking a second. Please take a second. Please sit and meditate. Please do something for yourself. And this voice in the back of my head kept going and going all throughout Sunday. And so partway through Sunday, I finally sat and I meditated and my anxiety crept up and my fears and doubts crept up and my overtiredness from staying up way too late and messing with my schedule came up. And it was the reminder that I needed that it for us to make it through this period of time, habits and routines are the crux of it. And I've talked about this in relation to resilience with any trauma that we face when we're in chaos, our lives and the choices we make for ourselves to be well are the anchors that we need to weather whatever storm we are part of. And Sunday and the days leading up to it, I was not in my schedule. I was not in my routine. I was not nourishing myself the way I would a young child with the things that I know that they would need to anchor them in their days so that they feel well and good and able to take on the world. I had to nourish myself with my schedule and my routines. And when we're home all day, every day, we can forget the power of that. And so this morning, it's Monday, when I'm recording this episode, I woke up. I didn't grab my phone right away. I grabbed a book. I gave my brain a little bit of time to wake up to get started. I sat and I meditated right away. I did my breath work. I meditated. I journaled. And then I got up and said hi to the family. And we had our morning touch base. And then I didn't pick my phone up until noon because I also know, and this is something really important for everyone to hear, as soon as we dive into social media or our phone, it will suck us in right now. There is no end to the scrolling right now. So we have to self-regulate. We have to use self-discipline to ensure we're engaging on our own terms. When we're stuck in our homes, in our apartments, and we're alone or we're around people, and we just want to numb out or zone out, we can just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. That is only going to increase the inertia. It's only going to increase the momentum of whatever bad emotion, experience, or feeling that you're having. So it's our responsibility to self-regulate and to stop that inertia in its tracks. That is our only responsibility in the, these early days. Do not overconsume. Protect your mental well-being. Protect your headspace. So for me, what that looked like was I was allowed to use my phone from 12 till 1.30 while I ate lunch, while I was walking around the house sitting down to get ready to work. 
I started to feel overwhelmed, like, oh my God, I have so much to do today. And it's almost 10 o'clock and I'm still recording and I did a lot of work earlier today, but I'm in a groove and not the kind of groove that was Saturday night. I know after this, I'm going to be stopping and nourishing myself, but it just, I needed to set my parameters and boundaries around social media usage. And so 12 till 1.30 and at 1.30 it hit me, it was like, you need to put a boundary around this. And I said, okay, you're not picking up your phone again until you're doing your daily live today, which today's live was at 6 p.m. So I was off my phone from 1.30 to 6, just working. And let me tell you, that tendency I have when I'm like, oh, I don't know, like, I just need to think through this. I'm going to pick my phone up and scroll. I felt that urge and inclination, but I didn't let myself give in. And I said, no, we're going to, we're going to, Find another way to pivot in this moment for your brain to get back to the work that needs to get done. Because work, routine, the things we're going to do for ourselves, the habits that we have, are our salvation right now. Again, these are the anchors that are going to make our days feel not overwhelming. It's going to help us keep keep track of the days. Because <laughs> if we don't have a semblance of that, you're going to end up waking up five days from now, not knowing what day of the week it is, not knowing what day of the month it is, and just feeling terrible. So this is us doing an early intervention to make sure you don't get there. And today, doing these things has been a total game changer. I feel very clear in my mind. I feel so solid. I feel ready for what's ahead. And I feel like I'm figuring out my right next steps and action plan to make self-isolation, whether it's two weeks, a month, six weeks, whatever this looks like, because I do believe this is going to be longer than we think it's going to be. And I'm going to share more insights on that side of things on lives and, and likely on a later episode, but I think we're in this for longer than we think we are. And so the better we establish our routines, habits, and accept the reality of the situation we're in now, the better off we're going to be in the long term, the more effective we're going to be not only in our self-care and well-being, but for the people around us and the work that we're here to do. Because there is still a lot of work to do right now. And so we are responsible for helping ourselves show up and be of service to the people around us. And a lot of this has to do with dealing with your own internal shit. When you're stuck at home and you have no distractions, no temptations, you don't have 100 people to talk to at the office to distract you from the one thing that's nagging at your heart and your soul. It's going to come up and it's going to be hard. Let me tell you, two years of recovery in four walls and feeling isolated and alone, I had to deal with a lot of demons that I just had thought I put to bed. You best believe these things are going to come banging in your brain and your responsibility Set up the mental health measures that you need to say, stay well right now. So you have your routine and schedule, your morning routine, your evening routine, your time that you're going to let yourself be on your phone. And apply this to your kids too. I've seen a lot of parents printing off um, different schedules that they're setting for their children so that their kids have routine and that they have routine. And 100%, these are our fallbacks. Like there's going to be days where this doesn't work out, but a lot of days this is going to work out. So schedule and routine is big. And now, how do you make the appointments that keep you well? How do you make them virtual? So I've been starting to see a therapist the last little bit. And we do virtual appointments. She's based in Vancouver. Part of my recovery was I had to learn how to do a lot virtually. So I see my trainer virtually. I do therapy virtually, coaching virtually. I manage an entirely remote team. 
So in a lot of ways, my business was built for a global pandemic in a weird way, and my life was built for this. But if you do see a therapist already, touch base with them and see if you can do FaceTime sessions with them. If you have a trainer, see if you can do bodyweight FaceTime sessions with them in your apartment. Um, And if you don't have a mental health support right now, seek one out. A lot of insurance covers therapy, um, seeing psychologists, psychotherapists, depending on your insurance policy. We need the support now more than ever and do it proactively, preemptively, because again, things are going to get worse before they get better, both globally, but also internally for your mind. I promise, like I'm speaking from experience, not of a global pandemic, but yes, of self-isolation because of my recoveries, like put these things in place now before they're required because prevention, just like social isolation is prevention for the rest of the world is so important. This is actually an interesting exercise for those of you who might be interested is to just make a list of like worst case scenarios of things um, when it comes to your mental health, when it comes to finances, things like that. Write out the worst case scenarios and then work back from those worst case scenarios with an action plan that you can start putting in place now as a prevention measure. And a lot of things might feel like they're too urgent for there to be prevention involved, but then it's build your action plan for what needs to happen now. So going from talking about the anchoring in our days, the chaos of what's happening around us, our routines and habits being what keeps us well day to day, and then talking about preventatively putting in place the mental health supports that you require, which includes physical movement, therapy, coaching, whatever that looks like, and maintaining those appointments in your calendar. Now we're going to talk about how do you face the short-term insecurities that are in front of you. The biggest thing that I can suggest right now, lean hard on the people around you, on the supports around you. There are government programs in place. There are food delivery services in place. Your family and friends, if this is accessible to you, your chosen family or your blood family, lean on them for financial support. Ask. People don't know what you need unless you ask. And keep a lookout on social media. I've seen so many folks posting about being willing to do grocery delivery, being willing to Venmo some money your way if grocery shopping is is a challenge right now. So much generosity is happening in the world. Don't box yourself into saying no to accepting it. Now is the time for us to ask for help and to accept help. It's time to put our egos aside. And for a lot of people, it's not even about putting the ego aside. It's like you're in, it's the reality of your life right now that you need help. So ask. Ours was a less dire quote unquote situation. But after the Walmart fiasco, um, we reached out to our friend, Brandon. Brandon is a really good man. His wife, Kylie, They are such good friends of ours, and they have shown up for us in so many incredible ways. In the last 24 hours, we sent Brandon a very long grocery list, which included an insane amount of ketchup, because my stress food is potatoes in any shape or form with ketchup, (laughs) to the point where my mom saw my live yesterday when I wasn't in the best mental health space, and just sharing about it and working through it on live with all of you. And she said, you're doing so good, but which means daughter. 
um, or child. And she's like, you deserve to make homemade fries and enjoy them. And I was like, Ma, you're right. And I did just have fries. <laughs> so yes. So there was a lot of ketchup in our grocery order. But Brandon came through. And this morning before work, he went and grocery shopped and got us everything we needed, including medicine and different things like that. And he dropped it all off. We were so lucky that our friend was there to support us, but it wouldn't have happened had we not asked. I would have continued to be stressed and isolated in our home and not know how do we go about making this happen without compromising people in our life that we care about. Um, We couldn't ask certain people because to ask them to go to the grocery store and do all this, like they're at the age range where they could be immunosuppressed, where they could be immunosuppressed. Um... And so we had to ask our friends and they showed the fuck up. So ask, put it out there, ask the world for what you need. Now people are so willing to show up and be generous. You have no idea. Strangers, whomever, ask, ask, ask. Now is the time. What a wild, 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 wild time. It's so insane to see what's happening, but it's also so uplifting. There's an Instagram account called The Good News Movement, and it's curated by journalists from around the world, and they just share good news, not just COVID-era good news, but across the board good news. And oh my goodness, are Italians making us laugh and feel great about how they are coming together in social isolation from singing on balconies to creating that video of what I would have said to myself 10 days ago? to any number of things the the doctors in wuhan province the female doctors who are shaving their heads because they don't have enough face masks and hair coverings and things like this so they're shaving their heads taking birth control so they can suppress their periods and a number of other and wearing adult diapers so they don't have to go to the bathroom like so that they can be at the front lines working on our behalf so for those of you also listening who are not self-isolating yet this is way late in the game or who are still outside of canada or your home country and for whatever reason are in denial about the reality of what we're going through i'm asking you to be a different kind of selfish be the kind of selfish where you take your behind home you get to wherever it is that you need to self-isolate where you are insured and where you're you can be well and prevent yourself from getting sick because even if you get mildly sick like COVID kind of sucks. And we have, we know a friend of a friend who is in our age range, young, healthy person who is on a ventilator right now in an ICU from COVID because he's part of that percentage that got impacted in our age range. No one is immune. No one is protected from this. No one is better than COVID. As someone who has been very, very sick in the past, in my 20s, being diagnosed with cancer, when my whole life is ahead of me and I'm untouchable, you have no idea what could happen in your life and in an instant. Don't take it for granted and don't make unnecessary gambles and risks. Get your ass home now. So, thank you all so much for tuning in this week. I'm going to keep up and be with you weekly with the podcasts. I'm going to keep up and be with you daily on daily lives at 8.30 p.m. every day on my Instagram. And on Wednesday nights, we are going to do community hangouts um, 
we're figuring out the platform right now, but stay tuned on my Instagram for details. And it's going to be journal prompts for you to dive into conversation club for us all to talk about and jam about different parts of this COVID experience. And then a guided meditation to close the night. So tune in with me on Wednesday. Join me daily on Instagram live at Komal Minhas, K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S. And stay tuned here for our weekly podcast. And if you didn't notice this week, we dropped three episodes. So you have this lovely episode that you're listening to, a keynote that I gave around living a purpose-driven life and career, and then a fireside chat that I did at Carleton University a couple of weeks ago, sharing about my life since attending undergrad. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, find those episodes in the same app that you're listening to me right now. Until next week, be well. Be gentle, be graceful with yourself. We will make it through this. This is temporary. This is not forever. We are going to do our best together. I love you all so much. Until next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at LessonsLearned.co. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye!